Welcome to the Imposture to Unstoppable podcast, where physicians can learn how to overcome imposter syndrome and create the career of their dreams. Hey there. Before we jump in today, I want to tell you about my Conscious Confidence course. It is a one-of-a-kind online course that teaches women physicians and really anyone, any woman, man, whatever, any human, how to overcome self-doubt, rumination, and worry about other people's opinions so you can finally enjoy your career, feel confident, and find balance. And what this course essentially is, is months and really years of all of the knowledge that I learned about how to really cultivate true and lasting confidence. And this took me a lot of practice on myself and practice teaching it to others to really hone in on how to make this as simple and actionable as possible. So when you get access to the course, you're going to have the ability to watch the videos as needed in any order that you want. It's really bite-sized videos that will help you to take what you need when you need it. And this is going to help you be confident no matter what goes on at work or at home. And you're going to gain the skills that you need to leave work at work. And what this is going to create for you is real balance in your life and no more dread. So get this course. It's really required for anyone who is just done being led by self-doubt. And after this course is done, you are going to be amazed at how different your life is when you are leading with confidence. You can find it at www.consciousinmedicine.com forward slash course, or just click on the show notes page to take you there. All right. Enjoy the episode. Hey there. Before we jump into today's episode, we're going to be talking about trust today. I'll give you a little bit of an update in my life. I am going to Florida with my family in a couple of days for April vacation, and um, I'm excited about that, except for the whole traveling with three kids thing. I still haven't quite mastered the ability to travel without anxiety about it and who's going to sleep and who's not going to sleep and all of these things. And our flight is super early in the morning, so it will be an experience to say the least. I also professionally, our private practice is being acquired uh, at the end of this month, actually starting at May 2nd, officially be a employed physician for the first time since residency. So that's a totally different uh, dynamic for me. And I, I think of course there's good and bad uh, pros and cons, but certainly won't be an immediate change, I don't think. Like clinically, everything will be the same, but just kind of not having that autonomy and ownership of my practice will, will definitely be a shift. So lots of interesting things happening. And as we get into the summer here in New Hampshire, it's still like basically winter. It's 38 degrees right now, but trying to think about what to do with my kids this summer and all of these things. But at the end of last year, my husband and I bought a camper an RV, and we're going to park that in a nearby lake and camp there for a few months. And I think I mentioned on this podcast that we're, we're doing this interesting experiment where we're putting our house on Airbnb and we're doing it just for the summer. And so the months that we're spending in the camper, we'll have our house rented out on Airbnb. It's already pretty much full for those months. So anyway, a lot of interesting things I'll be sure to share. I definitely have had some horror stories with Airbnb um, as far as um, the renters and that kind of thing. So um, that's a story for another day. 
Anyway, let's get into trust today. And specifically, I want to talk about self-trust. And what I mean by that is the ability to trust in yourself, what you stand for, and really being authentic in your activities and, and who you spend time with, all of these things. And this is not a common thing. I think that most people put their trust in something outside of them. And by that, I mean, they put their trust in their job and the opinions of other people, external validation and criticism. So examples of this would be when you get a patient review, you are putting more trust in the review of the patient than you are in yourself and how you perceived your behavior to be during that encounter. And we're taught to do this. You know, I've talked in other episodes about validation and other people's opinions, but we're, we're trained to do this in society and also through medicine where in order to get to the point where we're able to function as attending physicians, that does require a lot of validation from other people along the way saying, yes, you're ready. Um, your grades are good enough. Your skills are good enough. But at some point, we do have to realize that that trust needs to be developed within ourselves. Or we, we end up in scenarios where most physicians are nowadays where they don't trust their own opinion of themselves because they don't want to be overly confident or arrogant or they don't want to they don't want to be so confident that they mess up. I hear these things all of the time. They really are arguing for their self-doubt because they think that it's keeping them from messing up when in the reality is that it's it's making it more likely that there will be errors and that, that, and that it's certainly they will not be enjoying their job. So it can feel uncomfortable to trust yourself over someone else because if you get a, some feedback from a boss or a colleague or you get some a review of a patient, it seems more obvious to trust those things. But in reality, most of the time, those the feedback and the, and the statements that we get from other people are, are really just their opinions. And most of the time, we can't even call that expert opinion, right? That's just some random opinion that we're putting emphasis on for some reason. And it's norm it's usually because it's a trigger for us because it correlates with our limiting beliefs in some way. We're not good enough. We're not smart enough. I'm not worthy, yada, yada, yada. So when we do this, when we're constantly allowing our trust in other people's opinions of us trump our opinions of ourselves and not allowing us to develop that trust within ourselves and our own opinions, then of course, we're going to feel miserable. We're going to be afraid of failing and we're going to be afraid of humiliation and, and, and negative feedback and all of these things. And this is exactly why. So the barrier to self-trust for many is the fear that they're wrong about themselves. What if I tell myself that I'm good, but I'm really not? And again, who gets to decide if you're quote unquote good at anything? Most of the time, it's, it's really just opinion anyway. And the argument really does sound terrifying to our brains, right? Like when you think about, oh my gosh, what if I think I'm good at something and I'm really not? That does kind of cause us to cringe a little bit. And that's just a normal function of our human brains because we are meant to be part of a group community in some way. You know, if we were cast out a community, 
back in, you know, hundreds, thousands of years ago, then that would mean that we might die. Like we can't, we couldn't survive alone in the middle of the woods, right? But that's not the case anymore. It's not the case anymore that if you're cast out from a community that you're going to die, but our brains are hardwired to believe that to be true. But if you really think about it, what if I tell myself I'm good at something, but I'm really not? Like nothing, like you won't die. Nothing bad will happen. And in fact, this happens all the time. There are people out there who think that they're amazing at X, Y, or Z, and they're mediocre at best. They don't die. Probably no one even tells them their own opinion. And if they did, they would probably just ignore it because they trust in themselves and their own opinion more than anybody else's. And I'm not saying that's good or bad or the right or wrong way to live. I'm just saying that constantly putting your trust in other people's opinions is 100% optional. And also, it's really, it's giving your power away, right? Because if you go around throughout the day and you're like, well, I don't know what to believe about myself. So I'm going to constantly look for thing for people to tell me what I should believe about myself. You are allowing the opinions, the experiences, and the temperaments of other people to dictate how you feel about yourself. And that actually sounds terrifying to me. <laughs> like that, you who knows what could happen to you, right? It depends on who you're seeing throughout the day and how they're feeling about themselves and, and their life, right? You are simply choosing to believe someone else's opinion of you instead of your own Really think about that. You are simply choosing to believe someone else's opinion of you instead of your own. But what do they know? (laughs) What do they know about you and your life, right? Not nearly as much as you. So how do you build this trust within yourself? The first thing is you have to get to know who you are. And what I mean by that is what are your values? What do you stand for? What is important to you? These sound like very simple questions, but as I talk about often on this podcast and with my clients, most people don't ever think about it, right? We're too busy going through life, trying to survive, especially in medicine. We're like, who has time to think about what's important to me? I have to survive, (laughs) you know, and, and study and chart and then find time for my family. But it doesn't take long, you know, five or 10 minutes to really think about what is important to me. And if the first answer is, I don't know, then that's okay. And that's normal. And it's only because you haven't asked your brain that before. But if you keep asking, then you, then you will find out because the reality is you do know, you know, your soul, the core of who you are, that, that part of you does know. And then once you have a relatively firm understanding about who you are, your essence, your core, then you take an inventory of your life. And you get curious about what might change if you had 100% trust in yourself. And none of us are perfect at this all of the time. So this is really simply an exercise in visualization where we are putting ourselves in a life where I 100% trust myself to make decisions that are smart for me. Would anything change? right? For I, for many of us, I, I bet, I bet the answer is yes. And for me, it certainly is. I mean, there are lots of things that I'm working towards as I develop this trust muscle in myself, right? And I can give you an example right now that 
two years ago, there was a part of me that was being was really resistant to becoming a life coach because, you know, who who's a life coach, right? And I had all this judgment about it, even though my life had been totally transformed by coaching. And it took me months to really lean in to that internal desire to become a life coach and and really trust that opinion of from myself instead of trusting my assumptions about what other what other people would think about me right and ultimately when i decided to do that it was the best decision i've ever made it it completely gave me a new perspective added so much growth to my life and now i have the wonderful opportunity of working with other physicians and um, other non-physicians and coaching them to become the best version of themselves. And that's the ripple effect of that is so profound, really amazes me every single day. And my clients are some of the most amazing people that I have ever met. And I would never have the opportunity to work with them and help them if I hadn't trusted myself. And the final thing in the steps to build trust, you know, the first step, get to know yourself. The second step, take an inventory of your life and do this from a place of curiosity, not judgment. And then the third thing is do one small thing that feels true to you. And this step might feel a little bit scary, uncomfortable, and it means you're doing it right. You know, and I say this a lot, but discomfort isn't doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Discomfort means that's the next thing you should do. And I think we get confused about that. We think that because it feels a little bit uncomfortable and scary, that it's not where we should go. When in reality, that's what life is. Life really is not about being comfortable all the time. It's about growing and becoming the best version of yourself. So one small thing that feels true to you could be as small as, I'm just going to spend 10 minutes a day journaling. Or I'm going to ask for a raise. (laughs) That's probably a bigger step, right? It could be, I'm going to resign from this committee. Or it could be, I'm going to ask if I can be on a committee that I'm interested in, right? These things that seem like they don't matter build over time. And the more that you can experiment with this and work on this, this ability to trust yourself, the bigger and more exciting your life becomes. Because when we talk about discomfort, it doesn't mean that you live in this comfortable life and everything's great. Because if you're honest with yourself, your life really isn't all that comfortable right now, right? It's familiar. And I think many of us confuse familiarity with comfort. It's familiar to feel doubt. It's familiar to ruminate and have anxiety. But those things do not feel good. They're not comfortable. It's just something that our brain is like, well, we know that this is not this rumination, this anxiety, this self-doubt isn't going to kill us. So let's just keep doing that instead of trying something new, like this trust thing. That sounds a little bit scary, right? So... This whole self-trust thing actually can feel radically different than anyone else around you because most people don't live this way, right? Most people are just waking up in the morning, checking their email, going to work, surviving the day, getting home, having dinner, spending time with their family, watching TV and going to bed, 
rinse and repeat over and over again. The majority of people aren't living in true trust with themselves. So if you're like, you're looking around, you're like, no one else seems to be living like this. It doesn't mean that you're the, you're the weird one, right? It just means that you have made a decision to take life into your own hands instead of giving your power away to the mundane activities of day-to-day life. You're choosing to no longer live as a people pleaser in search of an external validation, right? That's the other, that's the option that you're left with. You can trust yourself or you can get really, it's really easy, especially as doctors, to get caught up in the people-pleasing constant need for external validation. So that's what I have for you today. A thought just popped in my head and I would love for you to reach out to me, but I was thinking that it'd be fun for people to send in questions and it can be totally anonymous. I won't use names. Questions about anything that's going on in their life or a topic I talk about, and I can maybe offer some coaching based on the question or give my two cents or the experience I've had or that I've in the, with all of the clients I've worked with kind of give a general sense of the resolutions we've come to. So if you'd like to send a question into me that I, that I could talk about on the podcast, then please do that. K Yates 21 at gmail.com or on any social media. I'm asking people now to rate and review the podcast or share it with someone that would really help me to build a little bit more impact and hopefully help some more physicians as I go along the way. And the final announcement I have is I'm starting to plan the adventure retreat for the fall. And I think it's going to be in the New England area again, because the fall is just so beautiful here. And that's been a request from people who have been at my retreats in the past. So it's not going to be a big group. If you know that you want, if you want to come, then email me directly or send me a message directly because if I fill it up, then I may not even really launch it. It might just be a group of people who are, you know, my podcast listeners, people who are in my world will get first dibs at it because I really like an intimate setting. We, we just can get so much more accomplished that way. Um, so email me if you would like the dates and more information about that before I officially launch it for the fall. Again, that's my adventure retreat. It'll be in the fall, probably be September or October timeframe. So that's all I have. I hope you have a great week.